This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, a podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojek here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin, as we've got a bunch to talk about, as always, as is the tradition of the spring uh, sports podcast. Always a lot to talk about, so we're going to do a four-quarter format for this week's uh, episode. Uh, first quarter, just get you caught up on the million things that are going on, some of the biggest highlights that we saw over the past week. In the second quarter, we are joined by uh, a legend, Mike Napoleon. Um, he set uh, the IHSA record um, for uh, most wins for Nutria Baseball, so um, we're obviously going to talk to him in the first quarter, but uh, we'll we'll talk about it in the first quarter, and then we'll uh, um, hear from him in the second quarter. In the third quarter, we play Way or No Way, our weekly guessing game, and then in the fourth, we get you all previewed up for some big things uh, we're looking forward to in this upcoming week. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, make sure you check us out, uh, subscribe, and write a nice little review. We always appreciate everybody's insight. Um, but why don't we get things started here with uh, um, with some history, Joe? Um, like I mentioned earlier, Mike Napoleon um, obviously has been uh, a, a legend at Nutria, but also has become a legend in the state of Illinois. Um, on Thursday, April twenty seventh, um, he reached nine hundred fifty one uh, total career wins, um, the most of any coach in Illinois high school baseball history. Um, we've talked with Mike. Mike has obviously been on the podcast throughout the years. Um, he's, you know, obviously led the Trevians program to a lot of great levels, but, um, just a really impressive feat, not, not only to get the 951, you know, wins and to get be number one in that kind of stuff, but, you know, the longevity of, you know, him coaching for so long from 1985. I mean, um, just a really impressive record and really testament to what he's been able to build at Nutrier. Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's really just, um, it's a record that stands for a lot of things. You know, nine hundred fifty-one, which is already up to nine hundred. They haven't lost in a, in a while, um, Nutrier. Uh, so the hits just keep on coming for them, and uh, the wins are stacking up. But uh, it's a testament to obviously longevity, but also success. Just year in and year out, consistent, regular success, um, and you just got to give them credit for a lot of things that he's able to bring out of his players, of his programs. Um, it's just such a cool honor and uh, great that they did it on the first try. Um, you know, you see a lot of times these records, whether it's usually on the national stage, you're aware of it, but, but uh, they might last a little while while someone's needs one more home run or one more, whatever it is. Um, but they got it done um, right away. He said, he's glad that happened because uh, a lot of people were in the crowd to support him, former players, um, coaches, um, staff members from just the high school, you know, friends, and of course, family members. And, uh, you know, I kind of made this point in the story that was very fitting since he gave credit to all of them for contributing to the success of his programs over the years. Um, he's made a concerted effort, especially to get parents uh, of his players involved. And he thinks that's been uh, pretty key to a lot of success, but um obviously he's doing something right as well if you just look at 
951, and just as he, he had over 100 wins both at Providence Catholic um, and um, Notre Dame and Niles. Um, but at Nutrier, we're over 600, close to 700, and um, about 27 wins per season um, for 27 seasons that he's been there. Um, we're going to probably get close to that mark this year. Nutrier is 18 and three um, this season. So um, pretty remarkable that uh, that win percentage is over 70% of his games that he's won. Um, even about 74%, I think, just at Nutrier. So incredible success and uh, congrats to coach and, and everyone who goes along with him. Um, shout out to his assistant coaches who have been um, with him for 21 years. I think uh, I wrote the story too. They have 500 wins um, just uh, being collectively there for that long, which is rare. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, under, under NAPS, uh, Nutria has collected 14 uh, CSL uh, championships, 19 regional crowns, 10 sectional titles, five state trophies, including two state championships in 2000 and 2009. Um, Joe, just what, what, what do you kind of feel like makes, you know, him different, just, you know, being able to, um, not only, you know, pick up wins, but obviously build relationships with the people that he's been able to meet throughout his career and really make an impact on a lot of his players' lives. You know, you see a lot of types of coaches through the years, um, you know, regardless of sport and, um, you know, I think a lot of, if not all. Um, but certainly a majority of them have the respect of their players, number one, in their communities as well. To, you know, and that doesn't matter if you're a hardcore disciplinarian type or a more laid back, you know, what's what's um, commonly called the players coach. Um, the, the respect is the same. And, and I've, I've noticed that with Naps a lot through the years that even when his team takes uh, bad losses or things go wrong or, you know, through the ups and downs, it always seems like, uh, he's got the attention and respect of his players, um, and, uh, and the community. And I think that's a big, a big positive. Um, I think he's an industry guy, something that, you know, I couldn't really work into the story or find a way. Um, you know, he, he likes going out in full uniform. He wears batting gloves a lot, or he did in the past when it's cold out, um, he's got the shave like a ball player. He's just a baseball guy. Um, and I think that, you know, he played in high school as well. Um, so I think he, it's, it's a love of the game that's kept him in it for so long. And I think you can see that in a lot of things he does. He likes getting out there. You know, he's been coaching for 40 years and he still, uh, throws BP. Um, he still hits, um, grounders and pop-ups. Um, so he's still out there doing all the activities, um, that you kind of expect coaches to do that maybe after a number of years you, you, you might delegate, but he's still right out there. He's He drags the field a lot. You'll see him on the tractor. That's a common sight after a ball game. I think I've done an interview or two while he's on the tractor dragging fields. So um, just I, I just feel like he's a baseball guy, and that's been uh, a big part of earning the respect from his players, his knowledge of the game, and um, knowing the fundamentals. We'll hear more from uh, Naps in the second quarter, but I mean, or his uh, his team is really uh, hitting it off right now. They've won six straight. Um, they beat Montini, Glenbrook North twice, Libertyville, Highland Park, Glenbrook South on Tuesday, a three to two win. Um, Nutria now eighteen to three, heading into action on Thursday. They'll um, travel to Glenview to play against Glenbrook South. But um, this team is really, you know, kind of connecting and really um, hitting its stride right now. So I mean, they've had a couple. 
you know, those two losses to Evanston um, hurt them in the division race, but they, they've really been able to compete well and have really, um, you know, just um, really put together a strong, you know, both pitching wise and hitting wise um, so far this season. Just a very good team. Um, and, a, a, you know, a deep team, a, uh, um, a diverse team that can beat you in a couple different ways uh, from pitching and defense to, you know, they'll outslug you as they did Libertyville with a 10-9 walk-off win, um, I think, on Friday, last Friday. Um, and then they'll outpitch you like they did Glenbrook North um, with a 5 nothing victory on the big record-breaking win on the 27th. Um, they walked it off. So exciting stuff, too. They walked it off again against Glenbrook North, um, or Glenbrook South on uh on tuesday at home so these are big wins that they're getting in conference too. the back-to-back against glenbrook north and the one against glenbrook south you know we talked about how yeah they're a step behind evanston right now but it's baseball so these some of these teams can beat evanston so if they can rack up keep racking up the conference wins they might be able to to sneak up on evanston from the back end and uh you know maybe maybe get in position to win or or you know co-lead the conference that's important. And um, 18 and three is no joke. They're going to be formidable. I think the latest rankings had them. Um, and I guess baseball rankings. Uh, eh. um, but uh, right there in the top five with Evanston. So Evanston's no joke either. I think they're right around the same win loss mark um, as well. So this team's really good. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do in these, how many wins they're able to stack up before the postseason. It'll say a lot about before the sectional seeds come out but they'll be right up near the top of that. And um, they're, they're, they're primed for a run if they can do it. It's baseball is the most probably unpredictable um, postseason of all of them, as we know, but uh, they got the, they got the horses to do it. Yeah. We'll hit more on uh, them in the second quarter and the third quarter as well. Um, moving on to some other things that we uh, liked or saw over the past week, we previewed um, the, the Naperville uh, tournament for girls soccer, both Loyola and Nutrier. Um, taking part in that um, new Trier lost to Naperville North in the champions bracket two to one and Loyola um, also lost in their opening matchup against Barrington. And that was a, come on, there we go. Uh, that was a one-to-one loss. So that was a, a shootout loss for uh, the Ramblers there. Um, but then uh, new Trier was able to kind of rebound and uh, pick up a two to one win over Loyola um in the consolation side of the champions bracket but um kind of what we expected or kind of thought joe i mean these two teams are um two of the best in the area and um not a surprise that they're able to battle uh so well especially in the champions bracket but also against each other um in the consolation yeah they both fought hard in that uh in the championship bracket after after both winning their their groups and uh I would have liked to see them play each other in the semis would have been something really cool, but instead they play each other in the consolation. Um, good soccer Loyola, um, uh, fell in PKs. I think like, uh, uh they felt pretty, I think maybe three, one or four, one, um, in PKs and Nutrier, I think was down. I can't no, no, I don't even want to say, I thought they were down two nil and tried to come back. I think that might've been it. But uh, they couldn't couldn't finish the comeback against Naperville North. Um, but those four teams we just mentioned, you know, Loyal and Nutria, Barrington, Naperville North, are among the best in the state. And we saw the rankings come out or the seedings for 
the sectional and they're both uh, up there and they might see each other again in the sectional semis. Um, if uh, it goes chalk there in the sectionals, which should be some exciting stuff and a little rematch, two very good soccer teams. So soccer's good. Soccer has been good in this area for a long time. And this year is no exception. Yeah, we'll hit on them more in the third quarter and the fourth quarter as well. Um, Nutri and Loyola also faced off against each other in a couple other sports, um, including uh, girls lacrosse, like we previewed last week, obviously always a, a big matchup for both schools, two of the premier programs in the state. And um, Loyola was able to edge out Nutri 11-9 to on Thursday, Joe. Um, obviously, I know we talked about it last week. I don't know how many you know grand proclamations you can make from this game, but um, it was another close game that we kind of expected between two of the best teams in the state. Exactly. And um, just a little warm up for what we will most likely see in the postseason and the sectional um, rounds. But uh, just really, you know, the best in the state going at it and kind of Nutrier nearly pulled off what they've done in the past, you know, fall behind a handful of goals, if not four goals, three goals, and just come back at the end and make a run. Loyal was able to uh, shore, shore things up and make sure that the comeback wasn't too much. And, uh, we, you know, finish it off with 11-9 wins. So um, Loyola made that statement, and uh, Nutria is going to have to make some adjustments going in um, to the to the, to the the postseason. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what adjustments they're both able to make as they likely will see each other, um, you know, for a sectional title. But um, obviously always a great, you know, environment, always a great game, and the boys play um, against each other tonight on Thursday. We'll talk about more of that in the more about that in the fourth quarter, but um, some really interesting things going on there. And obviously always a fun matchup between those two schools and Loyola Nutrier also faced off against each other in boys volleyball. Um, Nutrier held off Loyola in three sets, uh, two to one. Um, Nutrier kind of uh, hitting a little uh, winning, winning ways here, winning um, six out of their last seven games, including their last three against Maine South in two sets. And then Loyola and Niles West in uh, three sets. Um, Loyola obviously would have wanted to pick up the win, but they were uh, able to pick up uh, some good wins after losing to Nutrier. They took down Brother Rice and then um, also took down OPRF in three sets. So, um, Joe, I feel like a broken record when it comes to boys volleyball at this point, but I feel like this area is just so fluid at this point where it's just like, I don't, you, you can tell me that you know, either Loyola or Nutria are going to go down the state, or you can tell me that they're going to lose in the regional final. I just think that the um, volleyball in this area, especially, um, is just very fluid at this point. I, I agree, especially with the teams we cover. I feel like uh, Glenbrook North has really hit, hit its stride. I, I believe they only have one loss, uh, and that's to Loyola this season. Um, so they're really looking pretty strong. Nutria also took them to three sets. Um before kind of Glenbrook uh, North put things together on their home floor. So I think that's the team to beat around here. Um, and and they're the leaders in the conference, um, the CSL um, South. So um, Nutrier, yeah, it looks like they're putting it together a little bit. That Lo Loyola wins huge. Loyola is very good. I believe they're like 19 and five um, or around there. Um, so that's a big victory for them. Um Big confidence boost as well going into the postseason, knowing that teams like Loyola are waiting in the wings. Um, so um, I think they needed it. Um, I think they were pretty disappointed after Glenbrook North lost a few weeks ago. So 
a couple weeks ago. So that was a, that was a big victory for them. And, um, but Loyola came right back too. So it's not like Loyola is, uh, that put them in, in down in the dumps um, that went over brother rice. I think now that Loyola is six and zero or, or so around there, they're leading the, the Catholic league. Um, so that was yeah, a big in, in the Catholic league. So I think they have, might have another one against St. Lawrence tonight, three straight days of matches for them. Um, so it's good. I still haven't been out to see Loyola. The, the schedules just haven't worked out for me, which is a, a bummer. Um, but um, I do know that they've their attack has really come along and just looking at um, some things that they've been able to do. They're spreading the ball around a, a lot with um, a, very, a very impressive setter in Nathan Chai. Um, so um, that's going to that's gonna suit them well in the postseason, having a more diverse attack than they did earlier in the season. So um, very good stuff from on the volleyball courts locally. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, Joe, anything else you want to uh, touch on before we move on over to the second quarter? No, postseason's coming up. So we're just in the thick of it. Like I said, Loyola's uh, just, to, you know, on their third straight day of matches, baseball's playing basically every day. Softball um, is going too. So they're getting in all their games before the postseason. It's uh, It's heavy right now. Yeah, it's definitely heavy. We're definitely heading into it now that we're in May. Um, we'll get some soccer starting, water polo as well. So uh, we are heading toward um, heading toward the playoffs as we uh, get uh, inch further and further into uh, the spring season. All right, let's move on over to the second quarter where we are joined by um, a legend himself, uh, Mike Napoleon, new chair baseball coach. Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with him after breaking the state record. What are some uh, things that the folks at home are going to hear? Yeah, we talked about a lot, um, you know, uh, so I think I'm going to give you a clip uh, about some of his favorite teams and moments, as well as uh, maybe some keys to success. All right, let's have a listen. What is the key or a couple keys to just getting that many wins? Obviously, longevity. Yeah, obviously, longevity. Um, obviously, staying in the game, you know, like just you know, there's a lot of coaches that end up coaching and they get out because they are either with their family or they, got, you know, they're starting, they got their kids are coming up and I don't know, you know, I think people get out of it for certain reasons. And I just kind of stay stuck around and, and, um, I enjoy doing it. Um, I think another big thing is I've had good teams. I've been blessed with good districts to, to coach in and, good administrators that have helped and um, support from parents and school. Um, so, and the kids have been great. They've, they put the, put the time in and they've um, done what they were asked to do to work hard and play, play hard, win or lose and win graciously lose with, you know, dignity and um i think we've done that um so i've had a wife that was very caring and understanding um and i've had coaches that have spent long hours being away from their families and i've been lucky enough especially at new chair to have the same coaching staff for the last 20 some odd years which is incredible yeah it never that never happens any, you know, consistent messaging or, or, or tactics that you used over time that you think have been 
you know, successful and resonated with the kids? Um, I try to get the parents involved with the program. Um, I think that has paid big dividends with um, their trust with me and the coaches. Um, them uh, being able to um, have a great year for their their senior. Um, just ways I've done that is I've had uh, team parents since I've been at Nutra. Um, it's something that I believe in, something that kind of keeps the parents involved. We do a ton of things for the boys um, during the season and before the season starts. So I think that's one thing that has been really successful for us. Um, we do an off-season program. I don't know how many schools did it back in 1986, but we did it when I was at Notre Dame High School, and I continued doing it. And it's all conditioning stuff, lifting, conditioning, lifting, conditioning. And in 1986, people thought I was crazy, and um, we did it. And uh, back then, it was only once a week. Um, then we started at Providence. We did it twice a week. And then here, we did it um, multiple times. So. Okay. What about some moments, you know, without, without maybe picking your favorite teams, you've been part of state championships. And uh, are those or maybe some other ones that stick out to you out of the 954 wins, is it now? Uh, yeah, something like that. Nine fifty three. Yeah, three. Nine fifty three. Um, the, the 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 four years my kids were on the team were great. Loved them. You know, that's two thousand three, two thousand four. Both of those years we were thirty four and four, which is crazy. Um, my two thousand seventeen, Dylan, my my youngest son, was on that team. We were second in the state, um, and uh, 2008 was his senior year. We were 30-3, and three. so those four years really stick out because it was fun to coach my own kids. I, you know, I told my wife, I go, hey, if I get this job at New Trier, we're going to be good. We're going we're gonna to have to move into the district. She goes, that's an expensive district. I go, yeah, I know, but... I don't want anybody else screwing them up. <laughs> so, so I want to be the one screwing them up. Thank you, as always, Naps, for joining us. And thank you, as always, to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon whether those five propositions can happen, Way or no way they can that happen. All right, Joe, we had um, girls' soccer seeds come out. Um, Loyola and Nutrier are highly ranked. Nutrier earning the number two seed in the Evanston section. Loyola earning the number three seed. Evanston earning the top overall seed. Um, Joe, way or no way you think uh, Nutrier feels right at number two in that sectional? Yeah, I think that's that's – that's right. Uh, I don't even know if it was that difficult for them this year. The whoever uh, made the seeds or the voting and all that, um, I think it was pretty clear cut, at least at the top, um, with this. So uh, maybe it was a little. Not, I don't know if they did the seedings. They probably did them on the same day of the Loyal and Nashir game. So maybe that was a bit of a discussion. 
Um, but I think uh, Nutrier has only got a couple losses to some pretty high caliber foes. Um, so I think they earned that two seed. That feels right. I'm just like I, I've talked about a couple times in this pod. Um, I like this team a lot, and I'm excited to see if they can make a run, one of their very special ones, but they got to get through Evanston, who's motivated and ready to go too, and they'll see him in the sectional championship if they can make it. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you there. I think it's definitely a way. I think these two teams, um, or Nutrier lost to Evanston three to nothing. I, I don't think ha- there's a way you can not put Evanston as a top overall seed in that sec- in that sectional. Um, and Nutrier has pretty much uh, dominated everyone else and controlled Loyola um, in that matchup. So I'm definitely going to go with a way. I think that uh, it made the most sense. And um, I think that they uh, definitely earned the number two seed. All right, Joe, like I mentioned, Nutrier and Loyola are number two and number three, respectively. Um, Nutrier has Maine South as the number seven seed in their regional and OPRF as their number nine seed. Um, Loyola has Niles West as the number six seed and Lincoln Park as their 11 seed in that uh, regional. Way or no way, uh, there's a chance that Nutrier and Loyola don't see each other in the sectional semifinals. I um, I don't, you know, Lane Tech's good as the, oh, that's in the other half of the bracket. Sorry. Um, yeah. No, I, I think that's, I guess there's always a chance. You know, Niles West is, is, is a fine six seed, but um, Loyola really is, is really strong. And so is Nutria. I don't see either Maine South or um, Niles West taking down either of them. That's who, who their regional final opponent would be if it goes chalk. I think they're going to play each other in the sectional final. I, I don't, I would put a lot of money on. Yeah, I'm going deaf. That's a definite no way. I think that they, I think Evanston, Nutrier, and Loyola have kind of proven themselves as the top three teams um, in the sectional. And obviously, three of the best teams in the state. I think St. Ignatius is good as a number four seed, but um, I think those three teams are really elite in the state. Um, so I don't, unless something fluky happens or something like that. Um, I mean, Maine South, I guess the regionals at Maine South, so maybe that plays a factor if they were to make the regional final. But uh, no, I, I think that both Nutria and Loyola um, should win regional titles fairly easily um, and should see each other in the secondary semifinals. So I'm going to go with no way there. All right, Joe, we've talked a lot about uh, Mike Napoleon here, but uh, way or no way, Naps is the best coach in school history. Oh man, New Cheers had like any sport, are you saying, or baseball coach? Any sport. Oh boy. I know it's uh, a tough one. That is a real tough one, just because, you know, uh how do you define best? You know, he's he's won a couple championships, but if you look at, you know, swimming, for instance, you know, lacrosse as well. But I mean, how many championships have we won there? Seven, whether it's under Bruce Woodbury or Mark Onstott. Uh, just championship after championship. You know, tennis is another one uh, where Jerry Morse Carson has a bunch of championships through the years, um, as well as other coaches. Um, basketball has has a long coaching history. There's basically only been three coaches um, through a lot of the years. Scott Fricky, Mel Nadi, Mel Sheets, racking up hundreds and hundreds of wins. Um, so with all due respect to Naps, I guess I'll say no because I don't have any way, no way. There's no way to tell that. Like, how is is Naps a better coach than uh, Mark Onstad? I don't know. They're both Hall of Famers. One has more championships. 
wins aren't really, oh man, you, you got my brain working overtime. I guess I should have seen this question coming from you. Um, <laughs> I will say no way just because I think it's too hard to determine, but uh, he's certainly the best baseball coach. I guess I took the easy way out. I'm going to preface my answer by saying that this is like no disrespect to any other coaches or anything like that. I'm not trying to talk down to any coach or any sport, but I'm going to go with the way here. And here's, here's my thinking behind this. I think baseball of all the sports around the state, like most, if not all, every school in the state of Illinois has a baseball team and like they have the ability to, you know, compete in that kind of stuff. And, you know, for, it's it's really hard to win a uh, baseball state title. We talked about you know how unpredictable the you know the state tournament is and that kind of stuff. And everybody has a baseball team. Where you know for other teams, I mean, not everyone has a swimming team, and not every team has a lacrosse team. And obviously, a lot everyone pretty much has a basketball team. But um, I'm gonna go with Way here because I think to own um, the wins record, have a very decorated you know championship um, you know trophy case. I, I think it's a way here because it, it's done in a sport that's been played for such a long time. And it's done in a sport which has a lot of parity and has a lot of participants. And um, so I think that's why Naps is probably the best school, the best coach in school history, just because he's been able to do it in such a difficult sport and he's been able to do it um, for such a long time. I mean, since 1985, that's insane. Um, so, I mean, I, I think it's a definite way for me here. Um, I, that, and that, again, is not a disrespect to other legendary coaches at Nutria, where, I mean, Nutria has a lot of legendary coaches, good for Nutria, but um, I, I just think that with what he's been able to accomplish for such a long time at the level that he's been able to do it, I, I think it's a, a fairly easy way for me, and I think he definitely is the best uh, coach in Nutria history. Yeah, I love it. Disagree. Nice. All right. Uh, Loyola Boys Volleyball, we talked about them a little bit earlier um, way or no way you think that the Ramblers are surging now, despite their loss to Nutrier? Yeah, I think they're in a great spot. I think they're looking really good. Um, they pulled out a lot of tough victories, like the one against Brother Rice. I think two of the three sets went into extra points. Uh, you know, those are gutty wins. Um, and then they came back and, and won. I know they're on their home floor. I mean, that gave them the advantage, but um, they've really improved to me, it seems, in uh, on their attack. And, uh, and I, yeah, I think they're, I think they're in a good place. So I'll say way. Yeah, I think I'll definitely go with the way. I think they've been able to win good matches and they hung tough with Loyola. Like we talked a million times by now, you know, it's very fluid with volleyball in the area. So, um, yeah, I think they're surging. I think their brother Rice one was good. The OPRF one was good. So I'm definitely going to go with the way there. Um, I definitely think that they're surging, um, at the right time, especially here heading into the final weeks of the regular season. All right, Joe, final question. Way or no way Nutria Boys Water Polo uh, wins the CSL this weekend? Way. Um, yeah, this is, a, this is a premier team in the state. And right, right now in this moment, there's nobody really uh, at their level in the conference. Um, you know, that's not to say the programs aren't just this year. They're, and, and last year, they are superior teams and, um, you know, poised for state title runs and no one else in the conference is really at that level. So I'll say wait. Yeah, I feel like that's an easy way. I mean, they're just at that. They're at a different level compared to the rest of the teams in the CSL. So I'm definitely going to go with the way there. Um, not much uh, more needed there. All right, let's move on over now to the fourth quarter where we got some things we want to preview for the upcoming week. 
Um, Joe, we'll, we're recording this on Thursday, so they and they're playing this on Thursday night. But um, Loyola and New Trier boys lacrosse are playing against each other, um, raising funds for a good cause, cause for Misericordia. Um, both teams have lost in the state of Illinois, which is obviously very weird for us to say. But um, what can we expect in the matchup between these two storied programs? Some good lacrosse, but I do think Loyola has the edge this year. Um, they had it last year. Um, of course, you know, Nishir went through um, all the um, drama last year with with the hazing and, and the suspension, and um, they're still on uh, – under a new coach, they're still on probation this year, but they're just um, – I don't think they're quite at that level. But that doesn't mean – at Loyola's level, but that doesn't mean that it still won't be good lacrosse. And the rivalry factor – kind of closes that gap a bit. So maybe um Nutrier gives themselves a shot um with with a you know things things go the right way and it's a it's a very spirited effort from them. Um they can pull off an upset. Um but I do think Loyal is in a better position to do so. Um the defending state champs. So um yeah I'll I'll give the edge to Loyola but um I'm glad that they they're raising money for during a game like this. I think this is kind of the ideal time if you're going to do it which you should you know you know find some fundraising charity evenings um do it during the rivalry game a lot of people there a lot of attention on it um i think that's pretty cool to do so um yeah look forward to good lacrosse but i do think loyola has yet yeah i think loyola should have the edge based on what we've seen just a a different team this year so i'm definitely giving the ramblers imagine this one um moving on to soccer um class 1a uh playoffs start um, next week, uh, Regina and North Shore Country Day play each other on Wednesday in the North Shore Country Day Regional. Uh, Regina, the number four seed, um, North Shore Country Day, the number five seed. They would likely play Willows Academy for a regional title next Friday. Um, Joe, what can we expect in this regional matchup? Um, and do you see either Regina or North Shore Country Day being able to uh, top number one seed Willows Academy for a regional title? I don't know about topping Willows. Um, you know, there's... There's a bit of a gap there, um, although Regina and North Star Country Day have had fine seasons, and um, I think Regina might have the edge in the head-to-head battle. It's a fun local battle. I think once we get to Willows, we're talking um, a bit of a higher step up, and and they would have to do something pretty special to to compete with Willows. All right, Joe, the seeds are out, so I always feel like this time of year is kind of pointless. You know, I mean, I mean, I mean the seeds are out. It's just been like, what? Do you, why? Why? Why would you risk? You know, injury. Like, like I, I, I actually had um, up in the McHenry County area. I had two girls, you know, tear their ACL on Monday uh, for two different teams, and it's kind of like I know it's for a conference tournament, but at the same time, like, man, it just stinks. And so it's always interesting this time of year about like whether you should decide to play these games. You know. How do you approach them or anything like that? But um, Nutria plays Carmel on uh, Friday. Then they get Lake Forest next Wednesday um, and Fremden Niles North to end out the regular season. Um, what are you still looking for from this Nutria team at this point? Or is it pretty much just, you know, kind of get help, stay healthy and get to the playoffs at this point? You know, I don't think I'm smart enough to know exactly what they need to do, like teams that are that good that you know maybe elite and on on a certain level but they want to get to a level where they're like can beat 
other elite teams were there and they've they've shown that in the in this year at times but they've also lost to those teams like like they did in Naperville North so they need tweaks here and there to get on that extra level get that extra thing going I'm not smart enough to know exactly what that is but I know these games provide once you have the seating set provide opportunities to work on those things and maybe try a new thing here or there um, I do agree with you if you're if you're worried about anything in particular, maybe you, um, you know, that player that's um, nursing a bum ankle, you don't want to push them in any way in these games. But I do think they're valuable for what you can work on going into the postseason, especially if, if you believe you need to get on a certain level. Maybe if you're playing at, you know, the highest possible level, you just look at it as a training opportunity and move a lot of kids in and out. But I think for a team like Nutria that really wants to get a, a little bit of a step up, um, I, and be ready for that the stiffest of com- competition like Evanston, like Loyola. Um, these games could be useful. Loyola, um, obviously, also heading into the final stretch here. They play Fenwick in what I believe would um, get them a GCAC title. Uh, Loyola is undefeated in the GCAC so far, and then they'll play Taft on Wednesday. Um, obviously, a conference title on the line, Joe. A lot of stake for the Ramblers still. Uh, before the playoffs start. Yeah, that's the other thing I should have mentioned with Nutria. You know, a lot of these matchups, um, there's conference um, titles at play and conference implication and, and rivalries. And those things matter in, at the high school level. Um, you know, if we're talking about, you know, professional sports, you know, maybe it doesn't really matter if you're first in your conference. You know, it doesn't, especially in the NBA, like in your, they still have divisions. I think they do still have divisions. Um, yeah. I don't think that matters in the slightest, but at the high school levels, winning your conference is a big deal. Um, stopping your rival from winning the conference is a big deal. Um, that matters to, to players and coaches. So um, those things definitely have implications going forward. And Loyal is going to try to, to try to, um, you know, they got something at stake here. So you, I think they're going to go for it. Moving on to baseball. Well, obviously we still have got a few weeks to go here before we start talking about the playoffs, but Nutria takes on Glenbrook South tonight on Thursday um, then they got uh, Niles North on Saturday and a series against Niles West on Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I feel like this is kind of like the equivalent for them will be of like August, you know, when you just keep on going and you just, it's the dog days of the season at this point, but you got to keep going. And um, I feel like for Nutria, just kind of continue going at this point, you got your coach, you know, his historic win. And um, at this point it's just, you got to keep on racking up wins, especially since, you know, Evanston has a, uh, um taking control of the conference yeah i mean this team has a good vibe and they want to just keep i think they just want to keep that going like it's so much fun when you're winning at that high of a clip and uh collecting this accolade and that accolade along the way walking it off uh yeah the juju's flowing for for the trebs so they're certainly going to try to keep it going baseball is a weird sport as we talked about um you can be the better team by a wide margin and lose a game here or there because there's so many and, and um, the gap is, is narrower than a lot of sports, but um, I think they keep racking them up. Um, it's a good team with, with a good energy. Um, they're going to keep going. I feel like Loyola is a good, Loyola baseball is a good, you know, they, they are their record 50. They're 10 and 10 right now at 500. Um, after going through a tough stretch of losing to Mount Carmel and a couple to Providence and Marmion, then uh, Loyola beats uh, Mount Carmel in extra innings, beats Marmion, beats Glenbrook South, and then loses to St. Lawrence. 
Um, for Loyola, I feel like it's just pretty much, you know, trying to get that footing for the postseason. Yep. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. I think they – maybe for the beginning portion of the season, you know, um, they're pretty hyped and spirited and they're going to give a run at the conference. But once maybe and other teams take the lead there and widen the gap, then I think it becomes about being your best selves um, by the postseason. That's that's the new goal and uh, setting yourselves up in the best position possible to make a run. I think that's where they are um, right now, and, and they certainly can. I think they have um, talent to do something here. Um, if they will, you know, they're going to run into stiff competition early just because of their record earlier than maybe they would want or maybe some other teams at their caliber. So um, that's what, you know, you're playing the Catholic League. That, that's a consequence of that. So um, you're right. I think that it's just uh, it's about the postseason and being ready. Definitely. Um, anything else you're looking forward to this upcoming week? No, we got water polo conference. You mentioned that in way, no way. Um, uh, we expect Nutria to do pretty well there. Uh, maybe Loyola does something cool there, but we got some stiff competition for them. Um, next week, we're going to start, I believe, uh, running downhill with a little bit of soccer playoffs and a little bit of uh, water polo playoffs and uh, badminton playoffs. And I'm missing something here. Oh, maybe we start getting into some like later next week, some track postseason, which will be uh, which will be nice. We're, we're getting that going. So, yeah, exciting stuff ahead. Yeah, and the weather's warming up, which is always good. Always makes this time of year a lot easier, especially after the last six weeks uh, of spring or whatever you want to call this last six weeks. Always uh, makes things uh, um, interesting. But the warmer weather always signals, you know, we're kind of getting toward the end of the spring season here. But um, thanks so much for joining us as we're at the end of this uh, week's episode of the Varsity Podcast. Always appreciate everybody who listens. Uh, just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that podcasts are available. Make sure you check us out. Spread the word as well as you're at those uh, events and games. Always appreciate everybody's support. Uh, just a quick reminder, you can check out my work at the thefridaynightdrive.com. Uh, I've got a new uh, CCL ESCC recruiting notebook out with a lot of content, a lot of good um, area kids are uh, um, getting a lot of interest uh, from you know some powerhouse programs so make sure you check out our work at fridaynightdrive.com and as always check out joe's work at the record shore.org make sure you subscribe and donate and check out all his work he does uh, a lot of great stuff other than sports as well so um make sure you check out his work as he covers the community like no one else all right thanks so much for joining us for this week's episode of the varsity podcast and we will talk to you guys down the road see ya Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.